Welcome everyone to episode 25 of Bullish Project. Back again with the weekly check-in. I used that line last week. I kind of like it. I don't know. I might stick with it. Who knows? Anyway, today's episode, another solo episode. And it's a little bit late today. So uh, it's still going to be posted on Monday. Um, it's just going to be really late Monday nights. Um, but no worries. We're still getting it done. We're still getting it posted. Uh, again, I'm in the rotation to get some guests back on the podcast, so I'm super excited about that. But this is uh, a weekly podcast. So we still got to post the episodes. We still got to keep it going. Anyway, today's episode is super important, and one of the reasons why is because last few weeks on these episodes, I've been talking about talking about talking about talk. That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, I've been talking about me saying things about things that I've learned in the past week and kind of making it a recurring bit. But I kind of realized that this podcast is more or less a sum accumulation of everything that I've learned in the past week or even in general and new topics that I want to talk about uh, when I observe people and things that I see that need to be addressed and problems that I see that need to be addressed with with type of content I do here. And, and ultimately, it's just like this one big game of learning, right? Life is a big game of learning. And in this particular episode, I wanted to address a few things. But the first thing I want to get off my chest is actually the title of this episode. So I'm not even going to clickbait or nothing. I'm not going to make you wait to the end of the episode. I'm just going to get right into it. I want you to be the best version of you, but don't infringe on others to be that version of you, right? The title of this episode is very motivational. What I do is very motivational. And I'm, I'm going to try to be a little bit more upbeat and not depressing when I talk because I've heard that before. I'm going to try to be the guy that kind of gets you amped up to do stuff. And when I say that, when I say don't infringe on others, I mean that life is a balance. You don't have to take something away from somebody in order to gain for yourself, right? You don't have to say something bad about somebody in order to feel good about yourself. It, you don't have to do that. You can be supportive of both yourself and the person who is needing that lift up, but you don't have to tear them down to be the version of yourself. And the reason why I say that is because some of you who watch this might be big, big brother fans, but I've been watching uh, older seasons of Big Brother in addition to the current season and huge Big Brother fan I've been watching for over half the seasons that have been um, aired on TV and I've, I've gone back and watched older seasons every now and then and kind of getting the gist of everything but I've been watching Big Brother season 12 lately and uh, to summarize for those who don't watch it or don't really know what it is it's a reality reality TV show where uh, 12 to 16 house guests, however they decide to do it um, that for that particular season, because it changes, they are in a house for up to three months. Person gets evicted each week, different twists and competitions um, that will have somebody put two nominees on the block to be evicted, things like that. And then there's one person each week that gets evicted. But the TV show also follows the people inside the house with their social moments as well. So it's a mixture of competition and it's a mixture of social moments where, you know, mostly strangers, sometimes they do twists where they bring back people that know each other, but mostly strangers intertwine uh, in, a, in a situation where, you know, they're cut off from the outside world and they, and they don't have any contact 
from anyone, not even their family. Um, so it's, it's a much different environment than what most of us are used to nowadays and put that on top of the fact that they're in this house with a bunch of strangers and, you know, as, as you can imagine, things can, can pop off. And in this particular season, the reason why I want to bring this up in the first place is because there is a woman named Rachel who is very, um, very eccentric. I'll say, I don't want to use any words to bash anybody, but uh eccentric is is definitely the word that i can use without being super uh bashful um who who kind of butts heads with most people in the house and when i'm watching this season back i didn't really see it at first because i was too young to really realize what was happening but i've kind of picked up on how people operate and the different types of personalities with the people that i interact with and for this particular person she is very First of all, I'll say outgoing uh, as well, because that's a good descriptive word that, that's not necessarily um, a good thing in this case, but it, it, it kind of gives you an idea of how this person is like very talkative, very loud um, and, and, and just wants to have their presence known, which is not a bad thing. Right. And, and with the particular podcast episode that I'm doing today, I want you to kind of think about the person that you want to be and the person that you are and where does that line up? Where, where are you at? Where do you want to be? And does it line up? Is it 90% lined up? Is it 70%? Like, what do you need to work on? Things like that. But being aware of it is number one because you cannot fix any problem you're not aware of. And I, I give people the benefit of the doubt for the most part when it comes to uh, being like forgiven and, and understanding where people come from, even if they're being mean and things like that. But in this case, and I can understand where this particular person, like their mindset, like how it works. Um, but this particular person is very toxic. This, this Rachel person on the show, she's very toxic. She's, she's very argumentative with people and very, uh, defensive when it comes to arguments. And I've kind of picked up on that as mainly like insecurities and, um, feeling like she's being personally attacked at all times. So that's why she reacts that way. But the types of behaviors that she displays are super not necessarily triggering for me but like it kind of makes me upset even watching the season back again and this is like a 10 year old season just because those types of behaviors i've dealt with before and i've been a part of and i've actually done those types of behaviors myself before when i'm in a situation where i feel like my back's against the wall and i'm being like kind of bullied or whatever but she lashes out against people who don't even have any bad intentions for her. For example, um, somebody went face to face with her in a competition and she lost. The other person celebrated because they won and they were the underdog in that particular face off. And she got mad because she celebrated. The other person celebrated. Right. It was two girls. The other girl who won celebrated because she won. Like, in my opinion, that's not a personal attack on Rachel for losing. That's just, hey, I won, I'm excited. And you can do both, right? You can personally attack somebody separate from just being excited that you won. But I don't think they exist at the same time, if that makes sense. I think you are either excited that you won because you want to have a personal attack on somebody, 
or you're excited that you won just because you're excited that you won. And the ultimate like uh, theme here is that like you really are not going to be able to tell for the most part, unless you kind of have a suspicion that this person doesn't really like you anyway. But in this case, both of those people were friends for the most part. I mean, as much as they could be in, in a house with random people, right? Um, and this particular person who was celebrating didn't really give off any sort of personal attack type vibes. But Rachel responded very accordingly, like she always does. She was argumentative, like, why did you do that? Why are you going to kick me when I'm down at my lowest point? Blah, blah, blah. Victim mode, right? And... I'm just sitting there like, you know what? Nobody cares, right? And for me to have my mindset switched in the last couple of years, the way I think about things now is more of the fact that if I win, I'm celebrating for myself. I'm not celebrating because you lost. I'm celebrating because I won. And there's two different, like, that's a completely different mindset. Like when you look at it from one side, it's, oh, I won, right? I'm celebrating. But if you're the loser in that case, it is going to sting for sure. But you have to look at their like point of view to really understand their behavior. And once you understand their behavior, you don't have to lash out about people coming at you with personal attacks or, or acting defensive or anything like that. And not that that is a bad thing because defending yourself is, is good and in its right moment, but this was a consistent behavior. And for me, this all relates back to the theme that I really want to talk about and being the best version of yourself includes you respecting other people and not tearing them down just because you want to feel like you're above them. And in this case, she wanted to tear down the person that won that competition because she felt, uh, you know, like, she, you know, she lost, she felt that this person was rubbing it in her face. And that was totally not the case because Rachel was only seeing it from her perspective. So this particular point requires a few things, but one of the most important things you can take from this particular topic is that you can only see your point of view with your eyeballs, but you can imagine how that other person is feeling if you can give a little bit of empathy to that person of, oh my God, if, if I won, I would be excited too, and give them that benefit of the doubt where you don't really know for sure if they're doing it to spite you or not, so why do you care? Especially if it's somebody you, you don't even like, right? Why are we living in a world where we need to impress other people or feel like we need to impress other people when, when we don't even like them right we get all these friends on social media nowadays and you know some people have thousands of friends which i guarantee you you're not hanging out with thousands of people every single day which nobody can right you get your core people at work that you hang out with at least 40 hours a week you get your core family your core friends that's it you can only keep up with maybe 10 people max on a regular basis. And with the help of social media, you could probably make that 20 or 30 at most. Like, I don't even know how many people you can keep up with on a consistent basis to even consider them close friends. But with the help of social media and phone calls and all that stuff, I mean, I'm sure you can give um, a lot of different people a phone call every week or every two weeks or something and keep touch. But the point is, hundreds of or thousands of people you cannot keep up with, right? So in this case, if you're posting something on social media to try to impress somebody, knowing that you have like a thousand friends, for example, and a thousand people that might potentially see it, and you want 
people to think better of you because you just posted your new car. You just got a Benz because you now you made it and you're making, you know, 80 grand a year or 100 grand a year. And now you, you signed up for these payments for seven years that are like a thousand a month. I don't even know how much it is. I don't care. I don't really want to buy a Benz. But you're upgrading your lifestyle to impress somebody that you don't even like. Why are you doing that? Right? Ask yourself that question. When you're posting a picture with your friends, your so-called friends, because you guys had a night out that was like once in a lifetime, you should take those memories for yourself. You shouldn't take those memories with the sole intention of just posting them on social media to impress people you don't even like or to impress people in general. You should just do it because you want to do it and you want to hang out with those people and you want to make memories. That should be the reason that you go about things. And in fact, this is kind of like the segue to my next topic, which is social media in this case for this particular topic. Being the best version of you requires a few things, but you don't have to be a good person to or excuse me, I'll rephrase. You don't have to post on social media to be a good person. But if you're posting on social media to give the um, appearance that you're a good person, when in reality, you're not a good person then that's a whole different story. And the manipulation kind of tactics that we have with social media are very real. You can post a lot of things that make you look like a good person or look like you're, you know, you're impressing people and stuff. But deep down inside, you're the one who decides for yourself whether or not you're a good person. And if you say you're a good person, but you're really not, I mean, you got to really look in the mirror because everyone else around you can sense the vibe and stuff. And like, it's up to them to want to hang out with you. And if you're not treating them with respect and you're not doing the things you need to do to maintain those friendships, they're not going to hang out with you. And you can think you're a good person all you want, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if people like you or not. But if there's a consistent pattern that you do to like piss people off or rub them the wrong way, then eventually you're not going to have any friends and you're not going to be able to hang out with people if that's what you want to do. So there is a pattern here, like you need to be able to have that self-awareness to be able to uh, interact with people, right? You need to have uh, respect for people and kind of know when you're giving off bad vibes or good vibes or whatever. You kind of have to have that self-awareness. It's very important to be the best version of you. You have to kind of look at it from their perspective in to even know if you're treating somebody with respect. Now, I do say a lot that life is a balance and this is with everything. You don't have to take it to the extreme of being the most like self-conscious type person where you're trying to please everybody and think about it from everybody's point of view because you don't want to make anybody mad. Like I'm not saying that necessarily because you should be living life for yourself. I'm just saying if you have bad habits in terms of this Rachel thing I mentioned where you're constantly argumentative or you're constantly acting like people are bullying you when you're not, like you're constantly making it about yourself in a negative way, then that needs to be addressed. And you have to work on that to be able to move forward, especially when, you know, it, it, I mean, if you don't want anybody around you, then cool. I mean, you can keep acting that way. I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying like, you have to be aware of when you're doing those things and only focus on yourself to be better for yourself, right? You don't even have to be better for anybody else. Just be better because you want to be better. And I say this all the time, like, oh, I'm going to do a side point just because it's important and I'm rambling a little bit here. I do have some notes this week. I feel like this episode's going to be dope, but I want to say this real quick because it's important. 
at work, it's, it's retail, right? I, I talk with my coworkers all the time and I'm just like, you know, we, we, we get these bonds, right? And sometimes conversations come up about other coworkers in general, like when we're talking with each other and we talk about this person, this person, and we're all just kind of like in this circle and we're all talking with each other. Um, in general, that's just what we do, right? Because we're there 40 hours a week with each other. Every now and then somebody will call in and then the people that are left at work are kind of upset. Like, oh man, I can't believe this person called off. Like, this is so bogus. And I'm like, and I tell them every time, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Well, why does it not bother you? Like we're shorthanded. Now we're going to be busy. Listen, we can only get so busy, right? And on top of that, as one person, I can only do so much. So why are you stressing it out? Why are you stressing out about it? I can't control whether or not they come to work. I'm not worried about it. And the manager can't either. It's on their own will to go to work. Now, obviously, most people do because we need money. But it's on their own will to go to work. So if they don't show up, that's on them. I don't care. Don't bother me. I'm here. I'm, I showed up. You know what I'm saying? And if we're short-staffed, then the customers are just going to have to deal with that. And as a retail employee... If somebody has been waiting a while because I work in sales and, you know, some people can wait half hour, hour or longer. I always go up to them. I'm like, hey, you know, appreciate your patience, but I never say sorry about the wait. Because it's not my fault that eight customers came in at once and we only have three or four people to take customers and everybody's with a customer. It takes 30 40 minutes each customer, right? And then you get a backlog of people that are waiting, you know, 30 plus minutes, right? To see somebody. I'm not sorry that you had to wait, but I do appreciate your patience, right? Word choice is a big thing too, because saying sorry for the wait makes it feel like to them, like you're subconsciously telling them that it's your fault that they waited that long. And I'm not going to do that. It's not my fault. And it's not your fault either that you had to wait, but you chose to wait. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'll definitely, I'm, I'm a, a, a big person, like I'm big into respect and like, you know, treating somebody, especially if it's a first impression, like super respectful and stuff. And obviously with retail, you get the people that are kind of angry and stuff. And I still give them a chance because it's my job, but I do that anyway, because that's just me, right? And if somebody's coming at me with, with anger and stuff, I don't really take it personally anyway, because it's not even my problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to do the best I can to help you, but it's not even my problem at the end of the day. So why am I worried about it? You know, but if I'm in a position where I can help that person, I'm going to, of course. But I don't make problems mine if they're not mine. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't go out of my way to, to make it about me. I just don't. You know what I'm saying? I just, okay you know, that person isn't going to show up. It's not about me. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to do what I can do for the team when, when we all show up and we're down a person and that's it. We just keep going, you know? So I just wanted to throw that side note in there because it's kind of important, but ultimately, um, you know, it, it kind of has the same thing with what I, with blah, 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 holy moly, with what I want to talk about. The next topic, oh my God, this has been so, this has been like bothering me so much. And like the first topic was bothering me so much, but the fact that I'm sitting down doing this episode right now and, and how I have so much energy and I'm just ready to like get it out there. It's on, it's unreal. Anyway, the, the next note that I have here, it says you can be honest 
but don't use that as an excuse to be rude. I don't know how many of you listening to this right now or watching this right now, how many of you, just think to yourself, how many of you know a person that is like, I'm not rude, I'm just honest. You know, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I'm gonna keep it 100, you know, I'm, I'm just blunt. And it's like, okay, that's cool. And if that's truly how it is, you know, then that's fine. Like everybody loves an honest person and you know, nobody's really on earth to deceive people purposely for the most part. You know, like I said, I'm a big believer in, in the benefit of the doubt, but you know, we'll just throw that out there. But don't use that as an excuse to be rude. So in this case, if you're just truly being honest, but you're being considerate about it, then fine. You know, I'll give you that because that is, it's, essentially a good way to go about things right like i said nobody really likes to lie and nobody likes a liar in general so but when you're talking about people that are like oh yeah i'm not i'm not rude i'm just honest like in my experience i've i've personally i personally know people that have said that to me in my past that are no longer in my life for a reason but they tell me that and then i kind of pick up on their tendencies like they'll say oh my God, that shirt looks ugly on you. And it's like, yeah, okay, that, that might be honest because, you know, ugly is an opinion anyway. So that's not necessarily a fact. You know, it might be honest from like your standpoint, but it's, it's rude. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you ever just go up to somebody and be like, hey, I, I hate your shirt, it's ugly. Most people don't do that. In fact, I have this hat on right now, my Zed's dead hat. First of all, this is my lucky hat. And I also have a matching jersey to go with it. And I love it so much because I get positive reinforcement from random strangers that are just like, oh my God, I love your jersey. Oh my God, I love your hat. It's so cool. But almost never, in fact, this has never happened to me. And I, I think I might be grateful for that because I feel like it, it probably does happen, but it's a far less majority of the time than it is if somebody were to compliment you. Most people don't go up to you and say, that's ugly. You know what I'm saying? You might think, you might think to yourself, but you're not going to just go up to that person and actually say it, right? It creates confrontation that nobody really wants and it's uncalled for as well. Like you're just going to cause a scene. Most people wouldn't want to do that. So my point here is if you are one of those people or you know one of those people, get away from it, right? Get away from it. There is no honesty that oh, I'm, I'm not rude, I'm just not, there is no, you know, honesty in, in my experience. Now, this is my experience because I, I feel like there are people out there that are honest and, and compassionate about it at the same time. It might be rare, but I feel like it's out there, so I'm not going to, like, say it doesn't happen. But the far majority of the time when I run into somebody that says that, they will literally be rude about it at the same time. You know, everybody needs that blunt, honest friend. No, they don't. That's toxic, you know, and it's just, in some cases, straight up disrespectful. It's not needed. You know, you don't need that. First of all, language like that is, has a, a mostly negative connotation to it anyway. And I don't know if you know this by now, but if you've made it 25 episodes into my podcast, you know that I talk about mainly positive stuff. So you kind of know how I feel about this situation in general. But I'm just saying, because, you know, be more aware about it, because, you can't trust what everybody says in general. The reason why 
because I'm kind of backtracking on what I said, you know, because most people are, are not going to lie. So you could theoretically trust what everyone says. But here's why you need to be careful with that. The main reason is because they're telling you their truth from their perspective. And I've learned this because I worked in sales and I still do. When somebody comes in and says, oh, there's a problem with my phone. What is it? It doesn't do this. And I'm just like, okay, let me see. And I go through, well, I don't go through their phone, but I, I go through and try to mimic the issue that they're describing. Right? And most, most of the time, if somebody doesn't know what they're doing with the phone, then they'll blame it on the phone. This phone doesn't work. This phone is garbage. Right? This phone is, is terrible. It's not working. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, sure. It's not working. Right? You know, in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, I don't believe you because I haven't seen it for myself. And the reason why I do that is because, like, I don't even know the percentage, but a far majority of the time, like, I'll literally fix their issue within the first five minutes of even talking to them. And, and some of you might be guessing or speculating. I don't think it's really worth noting, but I'll say it anyway. Most of those people are the older crowd because they're just strictly uneducated. And I don't mind educating them because it's my job and I love it. But I don't go, you know, as soon as they leave, you know, because some people can be rude about it or whatever. I don't talk bad about them as soon as they leave in the sense of, oh, my God, like that, that person was a bitch. I don't say that. You know, I do talk about it sometimes, but most of the time it's just like, yeah, you know, they, their ringer was off or something. You know, they, they weren't getting their notifications because their ringer was off. But it's never like, I never meet their negativity with more negativity. I just don't do that. You know, somebody comes in, this phone sucks, you fix it. And then they slam their phone down on the table. Like my first instinct is to just ignore exactly what they just did in their actions for the first time. First of all, I'm not somebody who's a pushover and somebody you can just walk all over in general. I love the word in general, by the way, because I feel like most people can misconstrue what I say and... Not that many people really watch or listen to this podcast, but eventually if it gets out there, some people might be like, oh, well, you did this, this one time in this one extreme scenario. Anyway, whatever. Somebody throws their phone down, they're being rude to me. My first instinct is to be like, okay, cool. You know, that's strike one. Everybody's, everybody has a bad day. Like, I'm not gonna say anything about it. And I just move on, right? And I, can't, I keep going through the process and the transaction, whatever I'm doing with them. And I try to help them as much as possible. Right, and they tell me their, their phone isn't receiving notifications, right? So the first thing I do is I go on their phone, right? And I look up notifications and I, I make sure their notifications are on, which most of the time they're not. So I just turn it on. But then I go through the process and I give them several chances. And it's, it's mainly in the form of three strikes you're out, but it just depends on how severe it is, right? I've strictly refused to help people before because they just won't stop. It's like... They come in and say, this, this freaking phone sucks, right? They slam it down, strike one. The next thing they say is, how does it feel to work for a bunch of scam artists, right? That, that's an actual quote that somebody told me once uh, for the company I work for, which I won't name. Anyway, they, they said that to me. So that was like, you know, strike number two, whatever. So, you know, I give them the benefit of the doubt and I try to educate them instead of hating on them. I'm like, well you know, why do you say that? You know, I, I have them clarify, I have them elaborate a little bit. Most people, and, and here's the reason why I do that. 
because some people might be like, oh, I would never stand for that. Why do you take it so much? First of all, I don't really care. Like that's on them. It's not on me. And if somebody's going to act out like that, it looks bad on them. So really, it, it's not my reputation that I'm ruining. So that's on them. That's that's number one. Number two, it's not my personal problem. And theoretically, I could choose to help you or not. So I'm giving you the opportunity to, to treat me with respect like I treat you. And I lead by example. So the, the best thing I could do in that situation is to lead by example and make sure that I'm treating them with respect and give them a minute to vent and be heard. Because sometimes that's all it takes, right? People say a million things that they don't mean when they're upset or hurt or frustrated or whatever it is, mad, angry, whatever emotion you want to attach to it. So I give them a benefit of the doubt, but I'm not somebody who you can just walk all over all the time, especially with personal digs. I, I just don't do that. I just don't do personal digs. Somebody was to call me like a fat ass or something like that. That immediately just shuts my brain off to anything else you say after that. I'm just like, cool, have a nice day. I'm done helping you. You know what I'm saying? Like you had your chance. And, and I've refused service to customers before who act out because it's not okay to treat somebody with disrespect just because you're paying them for a service. It doesn't work that way. And I would rather, if I was a business owner, I would rather not help you because you're being disrespectful to somebody, um, either me or somebody that is on my payroll, if I'm that business owner, I would rather lose a customer than, and, and protect my team and stand up for my team than I would to bow down to you just because you think that you have all the power in the world because you're gonna pay me, right? You got this credit card and you're just like, well, I'll just take my business elsewhere. Like that doesn't bother me. Take it elsewhere. Don't threaten me. Like I would rather serve good customers and not bad ones anyway. You know what I'm saying? But again, I'm generally the empathetic type person. So it doesn't normally get to that um, point, right? I normally de-escalate it. I'm, I, if I'm going to brag on myself, I'm pretty good with that. Um, generally de-escalating customers when they're angry normally comes in the form of, um, educating them. That's, that's literally all it is most of the time. Like sometimes they just don't understand something. And if you educate them and tell them why it happened or give them as much clarification as possible, they'll bow down from their anger most of the time. And that's why I'm not worried. That's another reason why I'm not worried about when somebody comes in angry like that. And being the best version of yourself, it, it includes the good times, right? Because when everything is good, how, like what version of you are like, oh, holy cow, what version are you of yourself when everything's good? And then you look on the other side uh, of the, the spectrum here and you're looking at like the bad times, right? And, and what kind of person are you when, when it's bad times? Are you still that good person? Because it's easy to be a nice person when everything's going good, right? But is it, is it easy or, or, dude, my brain just got a bunch of fog. Is it still easy to be that kind of person when it gets hard? When somebody's yelling at you, when somebody's, you know, when you're taking the brunt of uh, their frustration. But I will tell you this, the only way to get rid of that is empathy for one, two, you got to be a good listener, and three, you need to treat them as if they're not treating you badly sometimes, if that makes sense. Like, don't take it personal. 
and you you can really only change their mindset to from negative to positive if you are positive yourself right it just i don't know if that's like some sort of laws of physics or psychology or whatever but it just doesn't work the way you want it to work when you try to fight fire with fire when you're bringing negativity into the conversation and and because they did and now you're trying to have this battle with them like that just doesn't happen like the easiest way is to be genuine first off like that's another important thing to be genuine right because sometimes people are like oh yeah whatever like and they're, and they're kind of sarcastic about being uh positive about it you have to be genuine and then you have to try to be as as genuinely positive as possible right because genuine and then negativity you know that that's probably the worst form of it because you know ingenuine negativity is is a little little more excusable in my opinion especially if it was heat of the moment now if it's a more consistent pattern like i said you know we kind of already talked about that but if it's just like a, somebody lashed out one time you know and never really did it again because they were angry that kind of stuff is a little more forgivable especially if it was things that they didn't really mean so but if you're being genuine and positive about stuff that is the easiest way to flip somebody around from being negative and and back into the positive zone i promise you i just spilled some water it's a good thing i have uh towels and stuff to clean it up so yeah in general what uh what i want to uh close this episode out with is is the fact that life teaches you lessons in many different ways. I kind of talked talked about that already. Um, whether it's, you know, watching Big Brother 12, like what I watched, you know, and re-watching it kind of taught me some more lessons about what I used to see and what I used to um, take in as a child. You know, sometimes it takes the fact that you watched something as a child when you were six years old, then 10 years later, then five years later after that, like when you're 21, you watch it again at 16 and again at 21 to really fully understand what's going on with something. And, you know, that can be easily applied in the sense of like SpongeBob, you know, a lot of people think there's adult type humor in with the show. And when you're a kid, you don't really understand it. So, I mean, that's like example number one, but example number two is like when you're watching something you know, especially in the big brother sense, when I was a kid, I didn't really understand that people with consistent behavior like that um, were actually, you know, struggling on the inside in terms of their, you know, insecurities or whatever. Like, I, I would have never been able to even put a, together like a, a large enough sentence to even describe that when I watched that 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, the fact that I watched it again and kind of picked up on it, it was, it was kind of cool. Um, because it, it gives me the power and the knowledge to help people in the future and to be able to kind of absorb their negativity. Because when you have so much positivity and kindness to give inside and you just you literally just let it out to everyone, including the ones that are negative and not necessarily deserving at that particular moment. Because like when they change their mindset, when that does click for them, that's going to be something that they learn forever and then they can pass it on to other people. It's like a chain reaction. That's why I do what I do for the most part with this podcast. I'm hoping it reaches the right people. I'm hoping it reaches a big enough audience to be able to say, you know, I did that. I want to be that guy at the end of the day. I really do. And ultimately, I want to end with this message because I have several more notes here that I've kind of already talked about, but it was kind of in different uh, 
um, spots, you know, so I kind of uh, beat around the bush here with my notes. But uh, a couple other things, actually, two more things. But the first thing is don't treat the symptoms, okay? Don't just treat the symptoms, I should say. And what I mean by that, especially with uh, a point I was making earlier that I was going to elaborate on, and then I had like these side stories, right? Because that's just how my mind goes. But recently, I've deactivated uh, a lot of my social media notifications, including TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Like I don't, I don't have notifications on on those platforms anymore. And the reason why is is mainly because I don't just get notifications from my friends. I, I get notifications I don't want as well. And I haven't revisited, revisited that in a while, but at the time it wasn't customizable. Like TikTok, for example, I was getting random notifications that were clickbaity that didn't even apply to anything that my friends posted or anything that I posted and people were commenting on. So I was like, I'm just turning them off. Like this is annoying. I'm tired of getting these notifications. And now I can, at my free will, now that I'm not chained down by those notifications, I can check it whenever I want to instead of feeling like I have to. But the key factor here is that if you turn off the notifications, yet you still want to check the app as much as humanly possible, that's really not going to matter. You don't because you don't need the notifications to check the app often, right? And balance is important. So, I mean, if you can realize in your life that maybe you're looking at TikTok too much or Instagram too much and you don't really want to, then turning off the notifications is not going to really fix that problem. It's only going to band-aid it for a little bit. It's the same thing with, you know, oh, I'm going to delete Facebook tonight. Everybody, you know, if you need to get a hold of me, here's my number or whatever. Or you have my number if you need to get a hold of me. Like that doesn't work because naturally you're going to be in the habit of opening the Facebook app. So that's one thing that's going to be tough to change immediately like cold turkey. But the second thing is you actually do use that platform more than you might think. It's kind of like keeping your brain busy, keeping up with the Joneses in a sense where you can kind of see what everybody's doing and feel connected to them, which is a good thing sometimes. But if you know that it's bad, like it's distracting you and it's not benefiting you in your daily life, yet you, you're still like semi like addicted to it, it's not going to matter if you disable the notifications. You have to become comfortable with forgetting about it or not checking it every so often and and almost forcing yourself to not check it especially if you think it's a problem because the real cause or or whatever you want to call it not not the symptom right the symptom is the notification in this case right because the symptom you know when it comes in you, the notifications it's like kind of feeding you right so you can kind of shut off that faucet but the water's still there, you know what I'm saying? So at any point, you could just turn the faucet back on and now you have water, right? And those are several interesting analogies. But what I mean is like, if you're gonna check the app anyway, turning off the notifications does not matter, right? It might make you forget about it for a little bit longer than normal, but you're all, if you're constantly checking Instagram because you're waiting for a text back from your friend or you, you like this cute girl and you're, and you're trying to talk with her, like. Turning off the notifications is just going to make you want to check it more because then you don't even know like what you're missing out on, right? So it's, it's important to kind of realize 
what is the actual cause of you know your habits and what you want out of life right the self-awareness piece is is huge here so the social media thing i just wanted to input that in there a little bit but the last thing i'll leave you guys with for today's episode is i'm going to elaborate on what i've said a few times in this episode and that's finding the balance in life and based on what i've said in the beginning parts of this episode like the balance in life is everything right it could be literally anything and everything that i talked about or anything that you're going through the balance in life is mainly talking about not one stream extreme or another but try to be as in the middle as possible and that is literally with anything right if somebody tells you hey don't do that and then you just kind of throw up your hands like, fine, I just won't ever do that again. I won't ever do anything again, you know, and you just kind of like take it to an extreme. Like that's not necessary, right? Because all they said was don't do that, right? And they were just talking about that specific thing, right? Or say you're going to work and you're going to be five minutes late because you decided to stop at Starbucks, right? And your boss is like, hey, you know, we need you here on time for your shift, which is, you know, kind of what you signed up for when you got the job. And you're just like, well, you're lucky I even showed up anyway, right? And I mean, obviously, that's like a satire kind of thing that I see on social media where people make jokes about it. But like, if that's the way you actually think, then you kind of have a problem because ultimately you signed up to come to work at a scheduled time. And if you're not there, then, you know, and, and you know, we could get into like the super deep conversation where like, you know, life is bigger than just kind of being on time to work and all that. But I'm just saying in general, if you are constantly late to work and your boss is like, hey, kind of, could you like try to show up on time at least, you know, and you're just like, oh, I guess, you know, I just won't show up at all. Or you're lucky I showed up at all. Like, you know, that, that kind of extreme is like, because the other person, like your boss, they're going to be like, you know, all I said was, you know, show up on time. And and it's not going to always go like that. Sometimes the boss is more condescending. Sometimes the boss will give you attitude and stuff like that. But that's not my point. My point is, if they say, hey, can you show up on time? You'd be like, yeah, sorry, I was late. You know, I'll, I'll do better next time. That's kind of like the middle ground that I'm talking about. It's not one extreme or another where, you know, I'm going to come in. Oh, fine. Yeah, I'm just going to come in two hours early then and get all the overtime I want. Well, if that's an arrangement you work out with your boss, cool, but not because you're just doing it out of spite because they said show up on time, you know, things like that. Or if it's, you know, oh, could you, you know, put the plates in the dishwasher this way because they wash better. And you're just like, well, if you want to do the dishes, then you just do them. Right. And you just kind of like throw up your arms and, and, and give up on the whole situation. It's like, you know, obviously that's not what they meant for the most part. Most people don't have ill intent with a lot of things that they say. And there is no read between the lines type things with most people. Maybe I'm just getting a bad read, but it's definitely not with me. And even if people did do like some between the lines, read between the uh, the lines type thing with me, I wouldn't even care because I don't even care enough to even analyze what you just said enough to know whether or not you were trying to say something bad about me in between the lines. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. Like, I don't even care. I don't even care enough. So maybe that's my thing, you know, because I just, I'm not worried about those type of things. I'm not worried about whether or not you're trying to get one over on me by saying or doing a certain thing. Right? I'm just worried about myself at the end of the day. So maybe that's just me, but I'm just saying, try to find the balance, 
try not to take one extreme or another, try not to take an extreme negative stance on something and, and not even an extreme positive stance on something in the sense of, you know, impracticality, like be practical about it. Don't, don't be like impractically positive about everything because then people will feel that you're ingenuine. Same with being negative, right? So just think about that and I'll leave you with that challenge for this week leading into next week. Um, just try to be a little more self-aware about what you do, right? And the last thing I want to say before I get out of here, and this is going to be a little motivational. I'm going to try to get hyped for this little statement. Like I can't even see, like, I don't know if y'all can see this, but like if you're watching on YouTube right now, it's, I, I don't even know how to like position my head, but like my ears are a little red right now. Um, no, that's just the lighting, whatever. Um, they might even be a little red. I don't know. Whatever. I, I like, I'm getting pumped, man. Like, this episode is so dope. And the last thing I want to say, because I lied the first three times when I said this is the last thing I want to say. A lot of people out there watching this video or listening to this podcast, you have a gift and you're not using it. You know what that gift is and you're not using it because you don't have the time. You don't want to make people mad or upset or have them judge you or whatever. And you're, you're just not using your gift. You're not using your degree. It was your dream degree. And now you're not using it because it doesn't pay enough. And you're not even trying to make it work. When in 2022, you can make anything work and make money on social media. You're not even trying to pursue what you want to pursue, even though you already know what it is. And if you don't know what it is, great. You can spend the next five years, especially if you're young like me, trying to figure it out. And even if you're not young like me, even if you're 40 or 50, you could still spend the next five years trying to figure it out and then pursue it. But some people have it figured out theoretically, right? Oh yeah, I have my life figured out at 28 and now I know what to do. Now I know what I wanna do. And yet you're not, you're not attacking it, right? You're just letting your gift go to waste. Like, why are you doing that? Go out there and use your gift because there's a reason you're on this earth. And the reason you're on this earth is the gift that you've been given to then be that person that you were supposed to be. And the person you were supposed to be is the person you want to be. It's your dream job. It's your dream, whatever it is. So go out there and do it. But I'll leave you guys with that. And I'm so excited to do the next episode and get everything squared away. Get some more guests on here. I love the conversational flow. I'm just ready to get somebody else in here and talk about stuff. I love it. This podcast thing is so dope. One of my favorite things I've ever tried doing and I'm, I'm hoping that I can keep that motivation up, that discipline up to keep it going. If you want to be a guest and you know me personally on this podcast, reach out to me. We'll figure out something. We'll find some topics. We'll sit down. We'll do the podcast. We'll post it. If you want to support me, the only way that you can do that right now is by hitting the subscribe button or follow button or whatever on my social media pages. I don't have any sort of monetary thing to sell you, but I would appreciate it if you supported me that way because it would mean a lot. It would get this content out to more people right? And I don't look at analytics a lot and I don't ask a lot either, but I would appreciate it if you did one of those things. Otherwise, keep listening, keep being yourself, keep, keep trying to be better. And I'll see you next week for episode 26. Peace out.